Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. It's desperate times for the New York Jets and their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. But can they avoid desperate measures? They may already be resorting to them. Also, we get you set for the drama of the Big 12 tournament and legendary Syracuse basketball coach Jim Beheim retires. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Aaron Rodgers is not yet a New York Jet, but it's not for lack of trying. The entire powers that be of the New York Jets went out to California earlier this week to talk to Aaron Rodgers, perhaps to convince Aaron Rodgers to come play in New York. But as of now, no trade with Green Bay has been finalized. Joining me now, the man who said this is exactly where the Jets didn't want to be, John Butchko from Locked On Jets. And and John, we we had what I thought was a great take of yours on earlier this week. Um, But here the Jets are. So how do they find a way to get a good deal still given what is desperate times How do they avoid the desperate measures? Well, I think we're in desperate measures. On Wednesday afternoon, there seemed to be a coordinated tweet storm at Aaron Rodgers among Jets players that seemed like it came from the management. I don't know how they think that that's going to finally make Aaron Rodgers want to come to New York. I don't know how they think that's going to impact things. I think the best thing the Jets have going for them right now is at least as far as we know, it does not seem like there's another team that's interested in Rodgers. So at least they're not bidding against anybody else right now. And you know, right now there's one of three scenarios that could play out. Rodgers could just say, I'm staying in Green Bay. He could say, I want to retire. Or he could say, I want to go somewhere else. And the fact that there's no other team, and that could change at any minute. There is a, you know, any number of teams could jump in. But the fact that if he wants to go somewhere else, the Jets are the only team that's expressed interest, and they obviously want him badly. That means that maybe the the price, as far as the trade goes, won't be so high. And look, I mean, the other thing is their desperation could be a benefit to them because I think they'll do anything they can to get Aaron Rodgers. So I think, you know, if Rodgers, depending on what Rodgers wants, if Rodgers wants one of these deals like, you know, Tom Brady or Russell Wilson had where, hey, I, I I don't know whether he has a personal trainer, but I want my personal trainer to have access to the facility. They'll do it. I mean, I think they'll I think they'll do anything they can to accommodate Rodgers to make it easier for easier for him to decide to come to New York. Yeah, it's not so much a personal trainer in the case of Aaron Rodgers. It's his it's his personal friends. He wants he'll want Randall Cobb on the team. He'll want Big Bob Tunyon on the team, maybe bring in Alan Lazard. If you get the opportunity, hey, throw David Bakhtiari in the trade. Let's see what we can do here. Like. That might be the Alex Guerrero of, of all of this when it comes to what Tom Brady was trying to ask for. Uh, the the thing that, that stands out to me, John, is I think all three sides have a chip to play of some kind. And then it's just going to be who wants this the most. And like, is there another team that's going to come in? I don't know. For the Jets, you, you mentioned desperate measures. What do you think is fair compensation for Aaron Rodgers if you're the Jets? You know, I think when you're looking at this, you, you I mean, you, you may know better than me what Rodgers' 
mindset is right now, I don't think you're getting Rodgers for more than two seasons. Yeah. So I think that that has to play into it. I think one of the big, the bigger, the biggest concern I have above compensation is just the dead money that's on his contract because the way it's structured, if he retires after two seasons, you're hit with either a sixty million dollar cap hit and dead money in twenty five, or thirty and twenty five and thirty and twenty six. So the challenge for the Jets is the deal kind of has to be. You can't really change the structure of the deal and be able to fit Rodgers under your cap for twenty three. I think that in a world where you know you could you could figure it figure it out then your the price would go up a little bit for me i i think you know maybe some sort of i i think some sort of conditional pick and you know you may remember if it was 15 years ago the jets made a deal for brett Favre, and it was a it was a deal with many tiers of conditions mm-hmm. they you know, there was i think there was one one tier that was far you know starts a certain number of games there's another tier they make the playoffs i think it went all the way to a first round pick if they won the super bowl because you know you win the super bowl you're willing to give up with a first round pick so i think like the one that the thing that sticks out to me is maybe something structured like that where it's contingent on what the jets get out of it stay up to date all year on the new york jets by following locked on sports today and locked on jets on youtube or wherever you get podcasts thanks for making locked on sports today your first listen coming up we'll tell you the one team who benefits the most from a deep conference tournament run in the Big 12. But before we get to that, Kevin Durant's debut in Phoenix got pushed back. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Or we can look at college basketball tonight. How about the odds on national championship for the men's NCAA tournament? FanDuel has Houston with the shortest odds, plus 550 to win it all. Followed by Alabama, plus 750. Kansas at 9-1 to and Purdue at 10-1. to You can also combine multiple prop bets in one game into a same game parlay for an even larger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Kevin Durant slipped and turned his left ankle during warmups Wednesday, knocking him out of what was supposed to be his first home game with the Phoenix Suns. Durant was doing an individual drill with coaches when he appeared to slip on the floor as he lifted off to shoot. He ended up on the floor, but was able to get up and finish his pregame workout. After leaving the floor, the Suns announced he would be held out because of left ankle soreness. Grant was experiencing some swelling in his ankle after finishing his pregame workout. He recently returned after missing six weeks because of a right knee sprain in his first three games with the Suns. He's averaging almost 27 points per game and shooting 69%. Pretty nice, that's time. John Morant will not face any criminal charges for his Instagram Live video that appeared to show him waving a gun at a nightclub. This from the Glendale, Colorado Police Department. The Grizzlies followed that announcement by stating Morant will miss at least the next four games. In a news release, the police department said they conducted an investigation after being alerted to the video Morant posted. The alleged incident took place at a strip club called Shotgun Willie's early Saturday, hours after Memphis' loss to the Denver Nuggets. Police said there was not enough available evidence to charge anyone with a crime. The earliest Morant can return 
will be March 17th against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm sorry, Chris that Porzingis scored how much? And the Wizards still lost to the Hawks? What's good, NBA fans? Unfortunately, the Washington Wizards lose a huge game to the Atlanta Hawks at home, 122 to 120. The Wizards finished the game with 20 turnovers. 20 turnovers, uh, and it hurt down the stretch. Bradley Bill with a travel down the stretch. Bradley Bill with a missed, uh, a tough layup attempt in transition, but Denny Avdia had the basketball in his hands and somehow lost the basketball. Chris has Porzingis, unfortunately, uh, the Wizards wasted a 43-point a, a effort uh, for Chris Tess Porzingis. Chris Tess Porzingis had a, a career night with seven three-pointers, seven for ten from the three-point line, which is ridiculous, uh, ridiculous shooting. The solid three did show up tonight, 25 points from Kyle Kuzma, 24 points from Bradley Bill. Corey Kispert with 10 points, but questionable lineups by Wes Unsell Jr. to start out that fourth quarter. Uh, the Wizards had a 15-point lead. The Wizards lead the league. And losing leads of 15 points or more, they have they have lost a lead of 15 points or more seven times this year, and they lead the league in that. The Celtics cruise to a win at home over the Trailblazers. Boston Celtics got hot early. Jason Tatum dropped 30, and they get a rare opportunity to rest. I'm John Corrales here at the TD Garden, where the Celtics get a very easy 115 to 93 win over the Blazers, who were just. Horrible. I'm sorry, the Blazers had maybe their worst game of the season in this one. And the Celtics jumped all over them early in the first quarter. In fact, the Celtics had good starts to each half, which set the tone here. And late in the third, Jason Tatum's three three-pointers were part of a game-changing run. When the Portland Trailblazers finally made a little bit of a push and cut a lead to 13, Tatum hit those threes and closed the door. The most important stat of the night here, Tatum plays 31 minutes. Jalen Brown, who had played 92 minutes in the last two games combined, just 25. So very important rest for those guys as they head out on now a six-game road trip. Here is another story you need to know. The Big 12 Conference has been absolutely lights out in men's college basketball this season. Four of the top 12 teams currently sit at the top of the Big 12 Conference. The Iowa State Cyclones actually sit ahead of 22-ranked TCU right now heading into the Big 12 Tournament. Joining me now from Locked On Big 12, Josh Neighbors. And, and Josh, we, we know that these conference tournaments can help get some of those teams lower on the, the rankings up at least you know if you go on a run you punch your ticket but who benefits the most is it a high seed a low seed who in the big 12 benefits the most from a run here in the tournament yeah so uh, i'd say the number one team that's funny enough while you and i are talking oklahoma state's about to tip off against oklahoma um that's number one team because right now if you check jill and Artie's, you know last four in first four out they are the last team they're the first team out Mm. uh right now so their win against oklahoma could basically just punch a ticket i i think that's pretty safe to say um that that's the team with the most to gain i, I think it's really interesting though because like kansas doesn't have a lot to gain texas could get a one seed but there are teams this year that have looked like final four caliber teams and it's really hard to sort it out if it's you know fact or fiction because the competition level is so good um so baylor is the one team i'm looking at because they have their team is actually pretty Pretty similar to the team that won the 2021 championship. They've got three really good scoring guards. They've got rim running bigs. Um, they can shoot. They can get out in transition. 
The question is, is their combo of guards, LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, and Keontae George, as good as Macy Oteague, Jared Butler, and then Davion Mitchell all end up being NBA players? So I think that team's got the most to prove right now uh, with this tournament, and they need a good you know, stretch of play because if there's any team that's like, all right, can this team actually do it, win a championship? They're the one that kind of at times looks like yes, and at times it looks like a first-round exit. So that, I think it's uh, it's up to them. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I had Isaac Shade on from from Locked On uh, College Basketball, and and we talked about Kansas State and and what they were able to do this season. And and it seems like, you know, Kansas State when they've been good, they always sort of play the same kind of style. Um, and this team sitting here at twelfth, I don't know that they're yeah. getting the sort of national recognition that that maybe their play deserves. They're sixteen and one at home. It's crazy. There are three teams with one loss at home in the Big Twelve right now, which is wild. Uh, is this is this contender or pretender with Kansas State for you? It's well, it's it's so funny because it's like generally speaking, I'd say pretend, pretender, but like, what does that mean after playing a Big Twelve schedule, right? Like, right. like last year, I would have told you Iowa State was a pretender, and they made it, you know, Sweet Sixteen. Uh, you know, got knocked out by a Miami, but like, I didn't think that team was very, you know, that good. And turns out they were they were tournament good. So it's tough to say. I will say this: they've got a really good guard in and Marquise Noel. They have got an excellent uh, forward slash perimeter guy in in uh, Kante Johnson, who folks might remember from Florida. Then obviously transferred out, had the really you know the hard issue everybody remembered. Um, he's a pro. I- I'll give you a comp. I've been saying this: Grant Williams from the Boston mm. Celtics played at Tennessee. Really good post player in college. Now shoots a ton of threes. Uh, Keontae is kind of a more refined version of what of what Grant Williams was. He's a he is a fifty like fifty five percent shooter from the floor. He's forty plus from three. Uh, takes a healthy number of shots too. Just really good athlete. A matchup nightmare. The problem for them is though th- they're not that deep, and that's why they were picked to finish towards the back part of the league because of the lack of depth that they had. Now they had some guys step up across across the season, but really it is Noel and Johnson that are the two guys for them. But they do have a guy in Jerome Tang who was the national, or the, at least he was the Big 12 coach of the year, could be national coach of the year. So they've got a chance. It's a lot of these teams, it's, it's, it's dependent on every single conference, like what's their draw. It really does matter for them because it matters what kind of guys another team are going to guard two guys who are complete game breakers for Kansas State. Stay up to date all year on the Big 12 Conference by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Big 12 on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, a coaching legend is calling it a career. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Yes, you do. Like every day. Like if you're me, every three or four hours of every day, that's why I stick with Built Bar. Built Bar is the go-to snack for me when I'm hungry because it's delicious. I don't have to trade the health benefits for the taste. Built Bars are incredibly tasty, 100% real chocolate on every bar, and somehow they hit the macros. I don't know how they do it. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com which is still how I get my Bill Bars, just more convenient for my lifestyle. But if it's more convenient for you to go to Walmart or Sam's Club, they're there now too. When you're just going to the store to pick a couple of things up or you're doing a big shopping run, now you can grab a four-bar box of cookies and cream or coconut puffs or at Sam's Club, you can grab a 13-bar box 
with our hit flavors like brownie batter. Brownie batter. That one. That one slaps. You can thank me later. Jim Beheim coached his final game for Syracuse on Wednesday. He retires as the second winningest coach in Division I men's basketball history. And one Valentine from Locked on Cuse has more. Jim Beheim is officially out as the head coach of Syracuse basketball. Hi, I'm Owen Valentine with the Locked On Syracuse podcast. That's right, Adrian Autry taking over the helm as the Syracuse basketball head coach, marking the end of a 47-year run with Jim Beheim at the helm. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody anywhere do something for a longer period of time. 47 years, a national championship, five Final Fours, 20 Sweet Sixteens. This has been an unbelievable career, and unfortunately, the last few seasons have been rough, and they have not ended maybe at the point where you wanted to see Bayheim go, but that is all right. Today, we remember the big moments and to talk those big moments, check it out, the Lockdown Syracuse podcast, your team, every day. Jim Beheim reflected on his career Wednesday after the game. I've been very lucky to, to be able to coach my college team, uh, to play and then be an assistant coach and then a head coach and never having to leave Syracuse. Um, it's a great university. The city has embraced our team. Uh, I am amazed that we've been able to draw the fans that we've been able to draw over the years. Steve told me before the game, we were just talking, he said it, it was amazing. The fans, last home game, nothing to play for. And there's 25, 20, almost 25,000 people there. And, uh, it's just, uh, I, I've been just so lucky to be able to coach at Syracuse, a place I love, a place I love to live. People keep wondering about that, but maybe that's a flaw I have. But I've lived in Syracuse my whole life, and I'll live there hopefully a long time uh, into the future. Uh, I think it's a great place. Uh, I think sometimes it's, the negativity of people comes to the forefront, and that's life. That's there. But I've been just unbelievably fortunate to be able to keep this job. I mean, Mike Brace thrilled that he was at Notre Dame 23 years. He's a puppy. You know, I've had 47 years. I got to coach my sons. Uh, Two years ago, we were in the Sweet 16, and last year I got to coach my sons. I had a great team. I love that team. Full disclosure, I went to Syracuse University, and I went in 2005. I started. I graduated in 2009. When I got there in 2005, I thought, I hope Jim Beheim coaches the entirety of my college career. And I got to see some pretty incredible moments a six-overtime game at the Garden. Big East tournament runs that were magical, historical. Jerry McNamara on fire. But over the last few years, this program has not been the same. And the original coach who was supposed to take over for Jim Beheim, the succession plan in place, fizzled precisely because 
Coach Beheim wanted to stay Coach Beheim. But the program suffered for it. And this is an appropriate time for him to step away. I have so much respect over the course of my life as a Syracuse fan for what Coach Beheim did for the university, the program, and, and frankly for me personally and my enjoyment of college basketball. But this is a move that was overdue. And again, I say that with the utmost respect for what he has accomplished at Syracuse, what he means for Syracuse athletics in a lot of ways. Jim Beheim has been Syracuse athletics for half a century. That being said, it was time. And finally, this was a different kind of pitch for all-star pitcher Martin Perez, who'll be playing for his native Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic. Perez sang the Venezuelan national anthem before the team played an exhibition game Wednesday night against the Houston Astros. When he was done singing, and with the microphone still in his left hand, Perez pumped that fist toward the Venezuelan team lined up in front of the first base dugout. That group included second baseman Jose Altuve, who was playing for his native country against his Major League Baseball team. The World Baseball Classic brings pride in one's country to baseball, and the players love it. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, will Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers be the first quarterback to have a new home for 2023? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.